Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Live from the Aviva Trattoria studio, it's the Grace Curley Show. we got to bring in a new voice, a young voice, a rising voice, Grace Curley. You can read Grace's work in the Boston Herald and the Spectator. Especially, Grace, Grace, stand up. Here's the millennial with the mic, Grace Curley. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grace Curley Show. It is Wednesday. And boy, oh boy, something is in the air. I don't know what's going on. You know what it is? I'm overwhelmed with the normalcy. That, that was one of my New Year's resolutions, is to really soak in the things that you should be grateful for. And I think we are all underestimating the amazing effects of all of this Joe Biden presidency normalcy that we are blessed to see play out every single day whether it's you know cocaine at the white house or the white house dogs attacking secret service members you know the, the list goes on and on joe biden falling multiple times falling up the stairs falling down the stairs illegal aliens pouring over our borders inflation whatever it is i just I just don't think we talk about it enough, how nice it is to have normalcy restored. Because remember all those people who said to you, I just want things to go back to normal. I just want things to be quiet for a while. Well, I hope you are soaking it in because once Trump comes back in, it's going to be chaos again. You're not going to get this kind of peaceful, precedented behavior on Capitol Hill. Things are going to go back to being wild. If you missed it today, Hunter Biden made a surprise appearance. So where's Hunter? Where the hell are you, Hunter? Yeah, that question that Trump asked quite a bit, that used to make sense. But now I, I usually do know where Hunter is. He's popping up quite a bit lately. And I read and, you know, Jared, sometimes I look back on things and I go, oh, I don't know if I needed to read that on the air. I'm glad I read it. I read some piece. It was a couple weeks ago. I think it was Politico or Axios. I always get them confused. But it was all about Hunter Biden's new strategy and how his legal team was going on the offensive and they were being more aggressive and how the White House didn't really know if this was going to benefit them. I think we know now. I think we know that this was a bad idea. So today I'm going on my computer. Can't imagine a crackhead who left three to four laptops somewhere with compromising information on them would ever make a bad decision like that. Right, right. And, and you know what? His judgment is so sound. It's a really good point that you bring up, Jared, because I was thinking that today. I'm like, OK, well, obviously, Hunter Biden's calling the shots here. And obviously, he's going rogue. He's being more aggressive. He's pulling all these political stunts. I'm waiting to hear from KJP because she's usually very anti-political stunt. But I, I don't know. Maybe these have some sort of deeper meaning that I'm missing. But then I thought, Jared, he hires very expensive lawyers. Like, these lawyers aren't cheap. He, always, he has a posse of people around him who are uh, very, very smart, which you have to be smart. If you're representing the smartest guy the president knows, you best to have your wits about you. Like, you, you better know what you're talking about. Which then makes me go, what lawyer in their right mind 
would encourage this. What lawyer looks at Hunter Biden, who's got that crazy look in his eyes, and Hunter Biden says, I want to show up today at this congressional meeting. What lawyer goes, good idea, son? You know what, bub? I'm going to steal a word from John Kirby. I'm putting that into the... I'm putting that into the rotation now. Bub, I like that. You know what, bub? I like the sound of that. You crazy SO. You know what, you crazy SOB? It's so crazy, it just might work. Let's go. I mean, if we're sitting around a couch on the West Wing and it's like, hey, I got an idea. Let's take this crack and we'll put it with this crack. It'll make a a Frankenstein crack that we can smoke that'll keep us high. Then I'd be like, you know what, Hunter? I think you know what you're talking about. This was a... This is not that situation. This was a terrible idea. Okay, he shows up at this congressional committee meeting and the point of that meeting was deciding whether or not to hold Hunter in contempt of Congress. Now, of course, Hunter, if if you aren't privy to this information, there's no question that he deserves to be held in contempt. He declined um, showing up for a closed door deposition. So Comer and House Republicans, just to rewind a little bit here, because we're going to be talking about this for the first hour. You know, Normally I might say to you, oh, we'll work in some other stuff. We got Fannie Willis. We will get to that during the show. But the first hour is Hunter. He's earned this, okay? He has earned this first hour with his performance today. So Comer and House Republicans a while back issued Hunter a subpoena in which he was supposed to sit for a closed door deposition. That's protocol. He then would have had the opportunity to testify publicly. But in Hunter's world, a world full of expensive ink artwork and Parmesan cheese and book deals and hookers and Porsches and big fat checks from China, in that world that Hunter lives in, he calls the shots. He gets to decide. So he said that he would show up. This is what he told House Republicans, he would show up for a public hearing where he could testify, but he would not be showing up for a closed door deposition because he doesn't trust this investigation. He doesn't think it's on the level. Right. And we could go into the irony of that. But it's too rich for me right now. I don't have the stomach for it. So this arrogant SOB is not only giving the middle finger, and I need you to keep this in mind, he is not giving the middle finger just to Congress, just to James Comer, just to Nancy Mace and MTG and our justice system, but to you, to every tax-paying American citizen, to anyone who has followed the law before and been punished for doing something wrong, whether it be small or big, he's giving you the middle finger and he's doing it with the slimiest smug grin on his face. So he says, okay, I'm not, I'm not going to do a private deposition. I will do this publicly because he's a showboat. You know, he really thinks he's God's gift to Earth. I was thinking for a poll question we could do, who has the bigger God complex? Fauci, who's also in the news today, or Hunter Biden? And honestly, that'd be a tough one for me. Maybe other people would go, oh, it's easily Fauci. I'm not so sure. I'm really not so sure. So he says, I will, I will not show up for the closed door deposition, but I will testify publicly. That's not how it works. You can ask Rudy Giuliani. You don't get to pick and choose what you get to show up for when it comes to a subpoena even if you're Hunter Biden. So fast forward on December 13th, just to run you through the timeline. He shows up on the steps of the Capitol to make a speech. I don't know if he wrote it himself, one of his lawyers wrote it, or maybe if he prefers his dad's style of speeches, the old copy and paste. It's worked well for Joe. 
but he delivers this bizarre, defiant address in front of reporters. And I remember thinking that day on December 13th, this is crazy. He is pushing it. He should, this man, one of these lawyers, or maybe his Hollywood friend, that guy who, you know, lends him his jet or whatever, somebody should recommend that Hunter do a tiny bit of reading on Icarus. Because this dude's wings are getting hot. I can feel the heat coming off of them. But today, today I was truly blown away. And I actually tweeted this out. And I'm, I'm curious if anyone can even, if you agree with me or not. I said, I know that everything's crazy now. Like, I know that. But this feels really crazy. Even for our standards. I'm not, I'm not a Puritan, Jared. I have HBO. I know what's happened to this world. I know we're going in a bad direction. Nothing really shocks me. But I was watching this today and I was going, holy clown show. So today he shows up. And if you miss this and this is the first you're hearing of it, you were in for so much fun. You were in for what an hour. Do not go anywhere. He shows up. He sits down with a posse of his expensive lawyers and his confidants. And he sits down. And he arrogantly watches the congressional meeting and he sees, you know, he watches Congresswoman Nancy Mace from South Carolina. I'm not a big fan of hers. I think she's a bit of a Nikki Haley style rhino. She really goes wherever the wind blows. But she starts going on and she's correct about how Hunter Biden should be arrested. And other Democrats, and I want to play this sound, Jared. We have so much sound to get to, but let's start with this one because immediately... I rolled my eyes. I don't know how people don't roll their eyes more when they're when they have to listen to like Jared Moskowitz talk for, you know, get his five minutes, five minutes from some of these Democrats feels like hours. It is painful to listen to. So Nancy Mace is saying we should lock Hunter Biden up right now. We should throw him in jail right now. And this is the response she gets. Let's take a listen. I think that uh, that Hunter Biden should be arrested right here, right now and go straight to jail. Our nation is founded on the rule of come law on, come on. and the premise come that on. the law applies equally to everyone, no matter what your last name is. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. Point uh, of it order. It doesn't matter who you are. Wait, wait, hold on. Come on, man. What is the come on, come on, come on? What is so outrageous about that suggestion? What? If Hunter Biden was like five feet away from an abortion clinic and he tried to convince someone not to get an abortion, uh. I'm sure no one would have a problem putting the cuffs on him. If he went to a Latin mass, nobody, if he was anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th, he'd have the cuffs on him. Let's, you know what? Let's take it actually a step back here. Because those ones, maybe you'd say, Grace, you know, this is apples to oranges. This is not the same. Okay, but was it outrageous when Peter Navarro got tossed in John Hinckley Jr.'s cell to make a point? And he was put in leg irons after failing to comply with a subpoena? No one thought that was outrageous. I didn't hear these Democrats going, come on, come on, come on, come on. It's getting out of hand. Steve Bannon get four months for this? It was different, Jared, because those were Trump people. And now this is Hunter Biden. So the the conversation I want to have, we're going to go through all these. The funniest part, obviously, is how he sits there and he's, you know, he's the big tough guy. Uh, Jen Psaki said, oh, the White House probably wants this guy to go away. They probably want Hunter to go away. So what does he do? He busts through the wall like the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. Now he's like a bad penny. He's showing up everywhere. We didn't know where he was, Jared, for years. And now you can't turn around without seeing him over your shoulder. 
And so now the White House is probably like, what on earth is going on? So he's sitting there, right? And he's watching these things and, you know, he's laughing with his lawyers and he's just an arrogant, arrogant guy. And then Marjorie Taylor Greene gets her time to talk. And he gets up and he books it. And I just want to tell you that whatever your takeaway is from this hearing, whether you think it's all a bunch of grandstanding, it's nonsense, nothing's ever going to happen to Hunter, that's all well and good. But as someone who's been critical of Marjorie Taylor Greene before, I am here to tell you that this was a major win for her. If you get to the open mic and Hunter Biden, one of the most corrupt, privileged, spoiled degenerates in the United States of America, runs out the door... You are doing something right. You are doing something right. Because if that's the guy who hates you, if that's the guy who's afraid of you, then you're knocking on the right doors. You're on to something. Keep at it. So he runs away after, you know, this amazing stunt. And my question for the audience, and I want to know what you guys think about this. I want, I want to run with this the full, full first hour because now my question is, did the White House sign off on this? We know, according to KJP, again, who's very anti-political stunt when it comes to Republicans sending illegal aliens to New York City or Chicago or any of these Democrat-run cities. She's very anti-political stunt. I have a feeling she'll be okay with this one, though. We know the last time he pulled this stunt on the steps of the Capitol and he gave that weird speech, the KJP said that Joe Biden was familiar with what he was going to say. And I don't think she was supposed to say that, but you know, most of the things she says, she's, she's not really supposed to say. I have to imagine the White House had no idea he was going to do this. And that leads me to believe that this man has gone off the rails. Like, I think he's now, now it's Hunter's world. Now, Joe, we're not running things by you anymore. We're, we're not playing nice. Maybe he felt like the walls were closing in. And he wants to go out in this, and by go out, I mean like if he's actually going to be punished. He wants to spend his last couple months in the spotlight defending himself. I don't know, but I cannot imagine this got the green light from the White House. Because it's just, it's drawing more attention to not only the Biden family crimes, but how untouchable these people think they are. And I've said this many times, but I'm going to say it once more. Being corrupt is one thing, but being corrupt and being arrogant like this, it's a deadly cocktail. It is quite the combination because that's when you get sloppy. That's when you get really, really, you know, too cute by half, I guess you could say. That's what I think we saw today. We're going to play all this sound for you, and I want to hear from you. So it's 844-500-4242. We'll break here. We'll get you stacked up on the lines, and we will be right back. You're listening to The Grace Curley Show. This is The Grace Curley Show. He is the smartest man I know. I mean, in pretty pure intellectual capacity. Uh, 
maybe he is so smart. Maybe this is gonna... Maybe this is going to prove everybody wrong. And I probably smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone. Maybe I just don't get it. I always like to throw that in. Not as an excuse, but it's, it's always a possibility. That I just don't understand the complex mind and strategy of Hunter Biden. And by the way, I was going to talk about Hunter anyway. Because he's in the news because, you know, James Comer is really making moves here with this with this investigation. And remember when he started selling his artwork? Well, of course you do. That's one of those big moments in history. Everybody knows where they were when you found out that not only was Hunter Biden selling artwork for half a million dollars, but that you could maybe own it. If you scrape together some money, that maybe you could own one of these beautiful pieces of art with the concentric circles blown through a straw, ink blown through a straw by the artist known as Hunter. But when this first happened, there was a lot of back and forth between reporters and KJP and other members of the White House about how they were going to ensure that nothing shady happened. Because the art world is ripe for laundering, for money laundering. It's it's a really easy way to do that. And so they were asking, like, how are you guys going to make sure that the people buying Hunter's artwork aren't just trying to gain access with Joe? I know that sounds outrageous, right? Because nothing like that has ever happened before. So why would it happen now? Everything with the with the Bidens up until this point, the diamonds in hotel rooms, Burisma, the energy board, everything's been so on the level. And yet people were just trying to cross their T's and dot their I's and make sure that there was a way that the White House was going to ensure everything was ethical. And they told us that they were going to do that with the owner of the art gallery, that there was a system in place with, do you remember this guy, uh, Georges Berger? He owns the art gallery, and he's, he's one of Hunter's biggest fans and biggest supporters. Well, it turns out, on Tuesday, this is from Just the News, the House Oversight Committee learned in testimony from the owner of Hunter Biden's art gallery that a majority of the first son's artwork was purchased by Joe Biden's Democratic donors. He also told the committee that he never communicated with the White House about the ethics agreement that the Biden administration previously claimed was governing Hunter Biden's work within his profession. Oh, boy. This is just a classic case of forgetting to follow up from KJP and the other brainiacs at the White House. We will play more sound regarding this and we have so many other things to get to but hunter biden and these sound cuts from today's congressional meeting when we come back live from the aviva trattoria studio I used to say when there'd be a big scandal, like the Fannie Willis scandal, that's that's really big. The more I read about that, the more I talk about it with Howie, the more I realize this is really, really bad for that case, that Fulton County case. And uh, I think it's really good for Trump. And he was right. He wasn't right about all the details originally, but she's definitely, if all of these things prove to be true, she's definitely not someone who should be in a position of power if she's having inappropriate relationships with the person prosecuting Donald J. Trump, and he's going to the White House, and he's, you know, being paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in legal fees. There's a lot 
that doesn't smell right here. But I used to say when there'd be a big scandal and then a couple days later, another big scandal would come. I would always think, well, the other person must be happy because their scandal is getting less attention. But now it's like there's so many going on at the same time. There's so much corruption. There's so much hypocrisy. Like today, today alone, I really, I had a stack of stuff. I said, okay, in New York City, there's kids who are being forced to go remote. They have to learn remotely, you know, bring out the old COVID laptop on the counter type situation because 2,000 migrants showed up at their school and and need to stay there. The, The city is going to house the migrants at this school. So the American kids... The students get the boot in order for the illegal aliens to have a place to stay. But then the Hunter Biden thing happens. And then as the Hunter Biden thing's happening, I I get word that Dr. Fauci yesterday said he doesn't, he's not really convinced that there was any learning loss during COVID. And my mind is just going a million miles an hour. I don't know which one to focus on because they're all bad. And there's, there's so much corruption. So I do want to spend this first hour going through some of these sound cuts and I wanted to actually play a flashback here but before I do the poll question has to do with Hunter and it sets up a good question for the listeners it's brought to you by Colette Tours and the November 16th listener getaway to Iceland with Caroline Levitt Caroline is also filling in for me tomorrow Friday and Monday and as you know Monday are the Iowa caucuses and Caroline always delivers amazing guests but I have to imagine that her lineup for the next three days is going to be insane. So you're not going to want to miss that. Now, you also don't want to miss this trip with her. For more information, go to gracecurleyshow.com and click on the listener getaway banner to find out how you can go to Iceland with Caroline Levitt. Jared, what is the poll question and what are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at gracecurleyshow.com, is do you think Joe knew about Hunter's appearance at today's hearing? Yes, of course, or no, Hunter went rogue. I'm saying, no, Hunter went rogue. But I want to know, as my producer, you do have a tendency to agree with me. Don't think like that, Jared. Think like you don't even know me. What does your gut tell you? My gut tells me that Hunter went rogue here and that Joe didn't know about it. Not that Joe wouldn't approve of it because, I mean, they're just shoving their untouchable arrogance in your face. Can I ask a a follow-up? Yes. Because I'm getting in the mind now of like one of these reporters. Crack scribes in our media. Do you, <laughs> crack scribes. <laughs> no pun intended, of course. Do you think, Jared, that anyone in the White House knew about it? Ooh, there, there probably was somebody. Hunter, just he's one of those guys that can't keep his mouth shut. So, what how do, do we have it phrased? Brilliant? Do we have it, Joe Biden? Do you or, think Joe knew about Hunter? Okay, so here's so I, I was kind of talking about this in the first opening, and I said, uh. I said, I have to imagine nobody knew about this. I have to imagine he went rogue. And this is how you know we have a good poll question. My dad texts me. My dad's usually in agreement with me on many things. And he said, I hate to disagree with you, but the White House would have to know with all the security clearance, et cetera, secret service details. Maybe they don't tell Joe. Obviously, they don't tell him much, seeing as the secretary of defense had cancer and he didn't know about it until yesterday. But whoever is running things probably knew. So that's Jim Curley's take. And I, I do think point. I yeah. do think he might be on to something. I want to know what the callers think. It's 844-500-4242. I'm sticking with 
Joe did not know about this. Only 25% think Hunter <gasps> went rogue. 75% think, yes, of course, Joe knew about this. All right, so let's debate it. Let's hash it out. My, my dad has almost fully convinced me that someone at the White House knew about this, which then begs the question, like, how dumb are these people? I thought these were the Avengers. I thought these were like the political savants. They knew everything. Karnak the Magnificent. They, oh, they can see into the future. They went to Harvard. They worked for Barack Obama. They went, they belong to the UPenn Biden think tank. And they don't know that this doesn't look good. That's frightening. That is frightening. So I wanted to play a flashback here. Because before we get into... The Hunter Biden hearing today, which was chef's kiss. I want to talk about the story that I was going to lead with, which was that the House Oversight Committee yesterday learned that the owner of Hunter Biden's art gallery, Georges Berger, that he never communicated with the White House about the supposed ethics agreement from the Biden administration that we heard about all the time. I couldn't find old clips. I'm going to work on it, though. In the next segment when I get a break, because I know KJP talked about this. I definitely didn't type in the right stuff, Jared, to pull it up. But I remember her being asked about this ethics agreement and how how they were going to ensure that no one was going to use Hunter Biden. And I I hate to think that people would even be this cynical. I hate to think that there's people out there who wouldn't buy a piece of artwork because they loved it, Jared, and it spoke to their soul, but might buy a piece of artwork to, I don't know, gain access to a corrupt president. I hate to think like that. But some of the reporters did. And so in July of 2021, a former Obama-era ethics chief was talking about how this could pose a problem for the Biden White House and how this might not be as ethical as Corrine Jean-Pierre and John Kirby and Joe Biden and Dr. B want you to believe. Can I have Walter Schaub please cut 36? There's nothing that we can do to monitor to make sure that Hunter Biden or anyone in the White House doesn't find out that the dealer keeps his or her promise, that the buyers don't uh, call the White House, ask for a meeting and say, hey, I just bought the president's son's art for $500,000. Now, maybe we trust Joe Biden not to give preferential treatment because he's a better human being than Donald Trump. But you don't run an ethics program on the idea that you hope everybody behaves. If everybody in the world would behave, we don't even need laws prohibiting murder then. How, I mean, how, even at the time in July of 2021, the idea that Joe Biden is a better human being than Donald Trump, I think is really up for debate. And I don't know who are, who are the judges and the juries of who's a better human being. I really don't know. Is it the women on The View? Do they get to decide? You know, they get to decide how the Holocaust worked. They have a different version of that than most of us. And then they get to decide who's a good human being and who's a bad human being. Who is it? Does Cher get to decide who's a better human being? But let's take that aside. His fear was that there was no way to actually know that this was ethical, that shady things weren't happening. And now we find out that the White House wasn't even in contact with this guy. And I think at the time they had told us that there was going to be some sort of way to keep Hunter from knowing who was purchasing his artwork. Like people were just going to send the checks and I guess they'd go to Berger and then he would take them and he would give 
Hunter the money, but he would maybe cross out the names. I don't know what the system was, and neither does the art place, and neither... Neither does the White House, because guess what? Like everything else with Joe Biden, there is no system. The chaos is the system. Leslie, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Leslie. Hi, Grace. Um, You know, my only concern in this whole matter is, I mean, the poor guy, first of all, he's entitled to his privacy. But, and I can understand why they didn't tell Joe Biden, because he can't comprehend anything. What I want to know was, is was somebody in charge when he i mean somebody knew was somebody doing his job while he was recuperating that's what i'm wondering oh you were talking about lloyd austin i understand i understand well here's here's the problem leslie and i understand i i get what you're saying about being entitled to your privacy but when you're the secretary of defense There's a way that these things work. And it doesn't mean that anyone's unsympathetic. It doesn't mean that if you're going in for a surgery, if, you know, we found out now that he was going in for, I I don't know how, and actually Kirby and Ducey, I think we're going back and forth on this about how it was uh, labeled an elective surgery, if it has to do with prostate cancer. But maybe there's some sort of thing in there that I'm not sure about that they do at hospitals where they label certain things one way that might surprise you. But no, he's he's actually not entitled to that. He's he might be entitled to his privacy, but he's required to say that he's not going to be in office. Like you can be entitled to your privacy and you can say, hey, I'm going to be gone for six days. I'm having a surgery. But you have to tell someone in the same way where if Howie Carr, I'll give you a perfect example. We're not running the Defense Department here out of this studio. And I don't think Howie Carr is running it out of Florida either. But if I was going to be away for six days and it was because of a medical reason and I said to Howie, Howie, I'm going to be off for six days. You're going to have to find someone to fill in for me. It's medical. I don't feel like disclosing it. Howie Carr could absolutely say, "Okay, fine, we'll have someone come in. Howie Carr could not say you have to tell me what it is. I don't think I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a employment lawyer either, but. If I just didn't show up for six days and didn't tell Howie, then that's a problem. And if after the fact I said, well, it was a serious medical thing, he might be sympathetic towards that. But it doesn't take away the fact that you didn't follow protocol. And again, this is radio. You know, nobody's on the operating table here. We have multiple wars that are breaking out throughout the world right now. And there has to be guidelines in place. There has to be safeguards. The person who was beneath Lloyd Austin, who was supposed to take over in a case like this, was so unaware of the fact that he was going in for the surgery and that he was having complications that she was in Puerto Rico. That does not elicit confidence from the American people. And furthermore, forget about the confidence aspect of this. Forget about the fact that we have no confidence that these people know what they're doing. What about the transparency aspect? And I got to give major kudos here to Peter Ducey. Because there's been plenty of times where I think Peter Ducey doesn't really go in for the kill. Not, obviously, literally. Um, But with his questioning, I, I sometimes think he could sharpen it up a little bit. But his question to Kirby about if you guys can't be honest about what's happening with Lloyd Austin, why should any anyone in America think you're going to be honest about Joe Biden's health? And John Kirby acted like that was an outrageous question. It is the most obvious question you would have, 
or the most obvious concern you would have after witnessing these last couple of days. And that's when Kirby said, hold on, bub, hold on, bub. He called him bub because that's what they do when they're panicky. They like to demean and, you know, really condescend and make the person asking the question feel ridiculous. But of course, the only ridiculous people in this situation are the Biden administration. Linda, you're up next on the Grace Curley Show. Go ahead, Linda. Grace, I just wanted to say that there's no way that Joe Biden knew Hunter was doing this. Everyone around Joe knew, but that's because they don't want, you know, they don't want Joe to know that they're trying to get him out of the race. So they're going to use Hunter to, to take out Joe. That's an interesting theory. So they almost, you think the people in the White House, okay, so here's where I would disagree with that, Linda. I think that the people in the White House do not want to see the Biden administration implode to that degree where he's not running because of job security. I mean, all of these people, they're obviously swamp creatures. They're ambitious. Doesn't mean they're smart. Doesn't mean they're not lazy, but they they have, you know, they want to keep their jobs. And so I don't think they want, the Biden administration to implode. And I don't think they want Hunter Biden to take the Biden administration down. Now, as far as there's no way Joe knew, but everyone around him knew that I believe that I believe. And you know what the crazy part is when you watch Hunter Biden and let's play this cut, Jared, because this was this is when Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, who's Hunter Biden's. I mean, they've got like a Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley thing going on where they hate each other so much that it could be the beginning of a rom-com. And this, when she took to the mic, and it was her time for her five minutes, this is what happened, cut five. Gentlemen, time's expired. Chair, recognize Ms. Green from Georgia for five minutes. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, apparently, you're afraid of my words. Uh, here <laughs> oh. I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. <laughs> Wow, that's too bad. Yeah, that is too bad. And you know what I want to say here is when Hunter left, when he went out to the hallway, well, two things. One is that when he's sitting there, you could tell he's really proud of himself. Like, that's a guy who thinks he's the hero in this situation. There is no self-awareness there. There is no humility. There, There is no sense that he did anything wrong. He is fully of the idea that he's killing it, that he's crushing it. And the second thing I would say is when they went out into the hallway, the reporter started asking him, like, what kind of crack do you like? Are you on crack now? And all these questions, which I don't deny was, like, amusing to see. But I would have preferred if they would have gone with the Marjorie Taylor Greene style questioning, which is, what are you afraid of? Because that drives the Bidens crazy. Well, we'll get to that when we come back. But I want to tell people about a really nice place. If you're like me, you read all these news stories every day, you, you get all revved up, you get so angry, your blood pressure is getting higher and higher. You need to relax. You need to go somewhere where you can unplug, unwind, and have a lot of fun. And that's the Nauset Beach Inn, Jared. It's not just a beautiful, tranquil place. It's also a place where you can have some entertainment, have some fun, and relax. Yeah, it's the best of what you can expect to get in the Cape, on the Cape in the winter. Uh, the views at the Nauset Beach Inn are incredible. Every room is steps from the beach um, right there in Orleans, on Orleans Beach. Steps from the beach. You can walk along the beach. Just take a stroll. You can. It's pet friendly, so you can bring your dogs if you want to. If it's really cold, you can stay inside and be cozy by the fireplace because every room has a fireplace and a nice picture window. So you can stay warm and you can look out at the ocean. Or if you're a little braver and it's a little cold, you can sit out by the fire pits. 
because they have fire pits. You can sit there. You can watch the sunrise, drink your morning coffee. That's what the wife and I did. You can see the moon at night. You can see the stars. It's the most tranquil place that I've ever been. And for this price, you should definitely take advantage of your chance to get it. Yes, and you can go to the website to book your room. It's nossetbeachin.com. If you want to book your ocean view room, you can reserve it now. They've got rooms available. And like Jared said, this is a wonderful place to go, especially this time of year, off season. You know, the craziness is is a little bit less down the Cape right now, but the the beauty of the Cape is still definitely there. So go to NossetBeachIn.com. That's NossetBeachIn.com. And we will take more of your calls. I'm liking all these theories from people on the inner workings of the House of Biden. So don't go anywhere. We'll take more calls on the other side. Hi, it's Toby from Cape Gunworks. I'm taking all your firearm and self-defense questions every Tuesday. Join Grace and me for 2A Tuesday, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. This is the Grace Curley Show. Hunter, what's your favorite type of crack? Are you on crack today? Would you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? Is that, is that his lawyer? The one who's saying, would you yeah. please? <laughs> Yeah, I have questions for you. I don't you. know who the reporter was, but it looked like a guy with a beard, a younger guy with a beard. I don't know who he was, though. If I were the reporter, I would say, I do have questions for you, Mr. Lawyer. What the hell were you thinking? Did you think it was in your client's best interest to show up here today like this and then storm out when Marjorie Taylor Greene came to the microphone? Are, are you advising him properly? I wouldn't be surprised if at some point Hunter pulls a goodwill hunting and says, enough of this. I'm, I'm, f- I'm filling out these equations on the wall. I got to represent myself. I can't be dealing with these amateurs. Bring up habeas corpus, Your Honor. I mean, why not? The guy can do everything else. He is a lawyer. You, you don't think that the guy who served on the energy board of Burisma without knowing anything about energy, the guy that gets diamonds in Chinese hotels... The guy who makes $500,000 pieces of art, even though he started like two years ago, you don't think that he would do a better job than that nerd? I'm not convinced. When we come back, we're going to talk more Hunter, and I also want to talk Fannie Willis. Don't go anywhere.